Hey guys, welcome to the special Satisfied series with the Real Life Podcast. I'm so thrilled you are here. For this special eight-week series, I've gotten to interview my dearest friends who I look up to, I've learned so much from, and I do life with. And we talk about all the things, all the real life things of how to become satisfied women in different roles and areas that we live in every day. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Hey friends, welcome to this special Satisfied series on the Real Life Podcast. I am so thrilled that you are here today and I cannot tell you what an honor it is to have Ruth Simons on as um, talking all about how we become satisfied as women in our everyday mundane as mothers working through business and life and all the everyday things. Ruth, I'm so glad you are here today. Oh, it's so good to be here. Oh, and she looks so cute with her glasses. <laughs> um, hey, Ruth, I know most listeners know you, and um, I've been following you for years. I actually have your Bible here. Oh, my goodness. You just released oh. it, and I cannot tell you, it is so gorgeous. Everyone always asks, what Bible do you use? And I use the ESV journal, which this is. Mm-hmm. But guys, if you're watching on video, it is stunning. It's just beautiful. The canvas. I just love it. Um, Thank you so, so much. And I love that you are so gifted at just creating beauty. And I feel like when people, you know, we've never actually met in person, but when I go Mm. and look on your Instagram account or I see your artwork, I just feel like it's like grace is poured out. Like Mm. I can just rest a little bit and there's peace and it's like the Lord breathing and just reminding me of his goodness and his beauty. And I feel like that's what you do in your, I'm sure in your home Mm. and online and your artwork that you put out, your books you put out, which I've read all of them. I just feel like you bring such beauty and peace to all your spaces, you, and it's such a gift for us. Um, and I know I've told you this before, but truly, you are one of the big biggest influencers in my life. And on Instagram, mm-hmm. I don't go on tons to scroll these days, but the one person I always go to is your page because I'm always so encouraged and anchored, and I feel like it's just always so spirit-filled of the moment and what we're walking through. And I know it comes out of a place of you being so intimate with the Lord. And I'm just so grateful for you and how you show up online and bless so many of us. So Thank um, you. That's really I'm just kind. really grateful for you. Such so, encouragement to my heart. Thank you. Oh, good. So I would love to just dive right in and talk about, um, I would love to ask the question, how do you find satisfaction in the Lord in the daily, everyday life? Well, you know, it's interesting that you just intro with such great encouragement to my heart because sometimes you need somebody else to speak into it and say, look how far you come. Look what, mm-hmm. what God has done. Because, you know, listen, I am almost 46 years old and in a different season of life, I could not have said mm-hmm. that I feel settled and satisfied in the Lord and mm-hmm. that my identity was really a little confused and in question, and I was hustling and kind of constantly trying to figure out what I was here for. What I'm, what am I supposed to be doing on this earth? And I think mm-hmm. there's um, a lack of satisfaction and a restlessness that happens in our hearts when we don't know whose we are, mm-hmm. what we're here for, 
and what we're supposed to be filled up by. And so in a previous season of life, I would say, you know, I'm a mama to six and my oldest is 19 and my youngest is eight. So um, I've been a mama for almost 20 years. And early on, almost two decades ago, um, I felt very, very restless. I was always Mm -hmm. wrestling with anxious thoughts. I did not feel satisfied in the Lord. I mean, I spoke words about grace and redeeming grace and this idea of Christ having um, taken our place, but I didn't really see how that intersected my daily life, which is where ultimately Grace Laced, originally a blog and then became um, the website now, That's how it came about because I was trying to discover for myself how the grace of God is laced and interweaves our everyday life when you're not on the mission field, when you're not serving Mm -hmm. full-time in a church setting like you thought you would, when your days are filled with a lot of mundane things like like picking up the Legos or the Cheerios or folding mismatched socks or putting, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, uh, putting out that fight between the little kids again and again, Mm -hmm. or really talking about the same issue with your spouse the 10th time this month, because you're early in your marriage and you're still trying to work through these issues that can't seem to get very far on. And so those are the things that are in our everyday lives. Um, And sometimes we want to be, we we don't want to deal with those things. And we look outside of our everyday mundane lives to look for satisfaction. So it's easy to be like, well, if I just start this nonprofit, if I start this business, mm-hmm. if I get a book deal, if I get this many followers on social media, whatever it is, we might have our yeah. version of, if I just reach this point of achievement or this point in um, success or self-worth, I will feel satisfied. And, um, you know, I think about just this morning, I was thinking about um, Psalm 90 because we recently um, experienced had a death in the family and it was really Mm -hmm. painful. My brother-in-law passed away unexpectedly Mm -hmm. and Troy was preaching out of Psalm 90 at the memorial service last weekend. And the tail end of that, Moses says, satisfy us in the morning, Lord, with your unfailing Mm -hmm. love or your steadfast love um, that we might be glad all our days. And I think about Moses saying that and that we were meant to all the love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, all the greatest commandment, all the secondary commandment to love others um, as yourself, all that flows out of satisfy us, Lord, with Mm. your steadfast love, first and foremost. And so I think, you know, you and I know this to be true, but as women, we go everywhere, but the Lord to try to find satisfaction, Mm -hmm. we go to food and clothes and popularity and even being a good mom, right? Mm -hmm, Whatever it is, we keep going to all these things and we think, if I could just nail this, Mm -hmm. I'll feel satisfied. And it's been a really long journey for me. And I'm grateful you're asking this question because the Ruth that you see right now at Mm -hmm. 45 is is hard won. It's been through grace alone and God's taken me through lots of unsatisfied years to find Mm -hmm. where satisfaction truly comes from. And now I can truly say, yeah, I take Moses' words as my own in that prayer, like, Lord, satisfy me with your steadfast love that nothing else will take its place. Mm. Oh, Ruth, that's so good. I actually, um, I've been dwelling on that verse so much lately. And then also the one um, about how the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And I was thinking about that yesterday on my walk, and I was just like, no matter how um, healthy or wonderful our relationships here are, are on earth, our friends, Mm -hmm. our husbands, like they still, 
we disappoint people, they still disappoint mm-hmm. us. There's still like insecurities and things or or even wow. just like even if we don't hurt each other, it's just like we go in and out of seasons of what we can yes. give and what we can't yes. give. And I was thinking about that yesterday or today even and I was like, "But Lord, your love is steadfast. It's the same every day. Like your season mm-hmm. doesn't change. Like you are always <laughs> available, always present, always and it just gets better. Like it just gets more intimate. And I'm so yeah. grateful that the Lord his love really does satisfy us mm-hmm. um, in the morning and in our days to make us rejoice and be glad our Lord days. And I um, think that one thing that I, I'll just say real quick, I think the yeah. one thing that I would love to just put out there in raw honesty is that sometimes we want to know that satisfaction through a feeling and we kind of go, mm-hmm. feel this. And the hard one lesson is I don't know what content will fill me up of his love, unless I go to his word and -hmm. understand character. And I'll just be honest between me and you and everybody else who's watching and listening. um, Just because I write about the word and paint the word doesn't mean it's easy for me to be satisfied in the word. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get on my phone and work first thing in the morning than to say, Lord, I I need you today. And so I'm just throwing that out there just so that we're not skipping over the fact that the, the content of what fills us up is meant to be God's character and who he is in the story mm-hmm. of redemption through the love letter that he's given us through the word of God. Yes. But that's not easy. And it's not mm-hmm. as fun as saying, I'm going to go put on a song and be filled up with all these good feelings. <laughs> right. have true content through the word of God mm-hmm. is work and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Amen. I get this question so much and I would love to hear what your answer is. So many young moms ask me, how do you find time to mm-hmm. be in God's word and to yeah. spend time with him? Um, I would love to know what you would say to that. Yeah. You know, it's looked different in different seasons. I remember a certain season and some people might even find it back in my archive blog post. There was a season that I did wake up at 5.45 in the morning and that worked for me in that season. That was the way it felt good to like schedule something in my life. Mm -hmm. And this is not the season that I want to get up at 5.45 and do that right now. Right now I Mm -hmm. don't have little babies waking me up and I want to sleep in a little bit. Usually yeah. it's until about 6.30 or 7. Yeah. But um, but I tend to want to sleep in a little bit now because I, mm-hmm. I stay up a little bit later talking with Troy. And so my, my, my whole schedule is different. But what remains the same is that um, I've kind of found myself in a routine where the first words out of my mouth are to the Lord. And so even before I get up, before I even touch my feet to the ground, before I get up and reach for my phone, I, I have a conversation with him. And mm-hmm. I start by talking to him about my day, about where I plan to meet with him. If it's first thing in the morning, great. I'm going to go downstairs and pour up a cup of coffee. But if my day has to, for whatever reason, start with something else, Lord, I'm going to catch up with you in a little bit. Let's keep talking all day long, remembering that he is really present. And I think to, to grow in that intimacy so that I don't think of it being a scheduled place in my life, like, ooh, did I carve out the perfect five minutes and um, everything is perfect so I can have mm-hmm. time with the Lord. It's not quiet time. It's really, how do I stay engaged with the Lord all day long? Um, so when people ask me that, I think maybe in their minds, they think that a quiet time or Bible study time or time with the Lord should look a certain way, mm-hmm. be in a certain place in your house. Your kids should be well-behaved. And I'm <laughs> like, listen, um, our walk with the Lord is like every other relationship. It It takes a lot of navigating and it takes prioritizing, but it also takes the honesty of saying, I'd rather be with you all day long than five minutes of a forced time that doesn't really 
where I'm not really present. Mm -hmm. So I'm working through that currently in my life. And hopefully Mm -hmm. every day there's a period of time where I can actually sit and really think through what I'm reading. But other times I employ things like praying out loud or um, Mm -hmm. having my Bible on audio, Mm -hmm. different things like that. So Yeah, I love that. Have you read Tim Keller's book on prayer? You know, I have it, but I have not read it. No, I have Okay, yeah. We had it for years too, and I just read mm-hmm. it this last year, and it just reminded yeah. me of what, what you were saying. And I did not realize growing up in the, you know, 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. youth group culture type of thing, that quiet time was invented way later. <laughs> and they were just sharing like church history and how mm-hmm. that was kind of a newer thing. And it's not yeah. like it is what you were saying, like it's a all throughout the day, being present with the Lord and like yeah. having different times set aside to pray or pray different mm-hmm. things. And there's different like ways to go about it, but it just felt so, I don't know, almost freeing to be like, it's just every day. Like it's living with the Lord and being intimate with Him and meeting mm-hmm. and hearing from Him and in His Word, not just a scheduled time yeah. to check off, you know? You've um, heard that story about Susanna Wesley, about how she threw her apron over her head, you yes. know? And I love to refer to that story because this is a woman who couldn't get away from her circumstances, but within mm-hmm. her circumstances, signal to her children, signal to her responsibilities, I need the Lord and I'll do whatever it takes, even throwing mm-hmm. an apron over my head to say, I'm going to focus on communi- communing with Him in this moment. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that that's just a good reminder to us, you know, I think it's just that we have our cell phones these days where there's a constant influx and a constant yeah. never ending influx of information and entertainment and mm-hmm. stimulus. And so it does require, maybe it's not quiet time scheduled the way we heard it in the early nineties, mm-hmm. but, um, but I do think it does require a discipline for us to say the Lord deserves my attention. And mm-hmm. it's not just about reading an Instagram post. Um, he deserves my actually communing with him and going yeah. to his actual word. And mm-hmm. that's um, something I'm wrestling with, even in this season of my adult life, recognizing that um, going to his word to produce good work for him is not the same thing as communing with him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So, hey, you, um, I get this question a lot too, but you have six boys. You have homeschooled with your husband. You guys have started businesses and I know you serve in your community and you run a business and I I get this a lot I'm sure you do too of how do you balance it all and yeah. I don't even like love that question because I'm like sure, I don't think sure. we can balance it all at all but um I would just love to hear how how do you live out your calling and do all that God has asked you to do I you know I think when we get older it's just um, life kind of settles in and there's a lot of responsibilities and life can be mundane even. And how do you walk through your days? And so I guess this is two questions in one. Um, and bring the glory into the mundane and also mm-hmm. um, do what God has asked you to do like in all those different areas. Yeah. Well, I think first of all, when people ask either of us or anyone, the question of like, how do you do it all? Or how do you balance Mm -hmm. it all? There's a sense to which I think sometimes onlookers think that when you say yes to something, you're saying yes to everything in every season. Mm. And that's just simply not true. Um, In a previous season of my life, I said yes to full-time homeschooling. And I was the active ones at the table doing phonograms. And I was saying no for that season to running a business. And right now in this season, we've said yes to running a business, but that means that I don't 
I'm not the primary homeschooler. Troy is currently the primary homeschooler. That is what we've chosen to do. That's what we've said is what's working in this particular season. That's only been the last four or five years. And so I don't say yes to everything all in the same season. It doesn't mean that you can't say yes to everything you want to say yes to at some point, but it may not be all at once. And so the idea of balance is is kind of terrible because it makes it seem like you can do all of it. You just need to find a way to do all of it. And I would say, you can only choose to do a few things with all your heart in back burner or choose to say no to other things for a season. So that yeah. might mean that in this particular season, I can't lead a Bible study locally mm-hmm. if I'm doing, if I'm in a writing season, or it might mean that um, we as a family choose not to do a lot of um, uh, group sports where you're at meets mm-hmm. every weekend. Maybe we do individual sports, you know, so you make choices. Mm-hmm. And I think, when we make choices like that, then you can live in freedom and not guilt constantly. Because when you ask the question, how do you bring the glory and God's favor and kindness and th- remember that in the middle of your mundane, mm-hmm. well, that's that comes when you start with the freedom of knowing that you're not choosing and trying to force something that God hasn't given you. When mm-hmm. we chase after things that are not ours, that have not been given or invite inviting us in through God's favor and we're forcing it. We're like, I am going to do this no matter what, this is what I want. And I'm not going to let somebody else do it before me. Like whatever it is that causes (laughs) us to get real fussy about it. When we say, Lord, I'm praying about this. You've opened these doors. I'm stepping out in obedience in this. I'm saying no to these other things. I've counted the cost. When we do all that, then the Mm -hmm. freedom that exists allows us to look at everything we have to do with freedom and, and, some level of joyful obedience. So mm-hmm. if your sink is full of dishes because God's giving you children that you said yes to raising because that's what you're you are to do right now, <laughs> then you're going to have a sink full of dishes. And yeah. there may be a season where you have some help, but there may be some seasons where you don't. And that's your job to finish those dishes. Currently, I'm in a season where my kids do all the dishes, Alyssa. I literally do zero <laughs> dishes. Can oh, you that? I, I don't know dishes. I don't unload dishes. I don't wash them by hand. <laughs> they do it all. So do I have a little more time than maybe you in this particular mm-hmm. season? I bet I do because I have teenagers who act like adults in my house. And so mm-hmm. that's a different season. I've, I've now gotten a few more hours back because I'm not the one doing all the laundry and the dishes. So, yeah. but there's freedom in all seasons and that when you know what you're saying yes to, is in obedience. So I would say one of the best ways to figure out how to quote balance something is to ultimately say, where am I stepping into obedience and the spirit's given me freedom mm-hmm. and given me favor? Because once that's set, then all those other things fall into place, you know? Oh, it's so good. Yes. So what would you, um, cause our culture has even changed since your kids were little. I mean, you still yeah. have an eight year old, so yeah. I know there's still a little, little, but, um, now I feel like, and I don't know if it was like this back then a little bit. I would love to hear. I just feel like there's so much pressure on moms to yes. do it all. To Like you see oh, yeah. everyone's stories on display. And so you feel like, Absolutely. I don't know why we feel like we have to do all of it, <laughs> you know? And But um, so I do feel like there is so much pressure and it can be so easy to feel like we can and we should and like we should grab grasp onto these things or even feel like, 
it has to be now. Like it just has to be now. It's not, you know, 10 years from now or five years from now. Um, And I know that was part of your story too, of just like having a desire to create and it was not Mm. quite yet. And then the Lord fulfilled that. So what would you say to young moms um, or any mom really living Mm. in today's culture of seeing everyone's stories on display and the pressure that comes with feeling Mm -hmm. like we, we should do it all. And, and like, I don't know. I feel like it's like almost preached that the mundane isn't okay. Like it needs yeah. to be pushed back. Like your life no, should be just absolutely. like awesome all the time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think it was, it's always been hard because, because of the curse. I think because of the curse, mm-hmm. because we're fallen as women, we will always be fighting against our sinful nature that wants to control and do and achieve. There's a reason why Ephesians mm-hmm. 2, 8, and 9 is about grace that it's not about our good works that accomplishes mm-hmm. our freedom, right? There's a reason why Paul taught that because all of us are striving. And, you know, I really did write a book about this that's coming out in October about <laughs> when striving cease because we're all striving mm-hmm. all the time. You're talking, you're really speaking my language because my heart, my heartbeat is that I'm looking around at all these women and we keep buying self-help books because yeah. we keep thinking self-improvement or just getting the schedule right or just achieve, just writing our goals down just right will mm-hmm. get us to the point where we will look around, open our phones and go, yep, I decorated my house right. I put my kids in the right curriculum and yeah. my kids you know, are well, are eating the right foods. And I've also started a nonprofit yes. and run a business in the middle of this, right? Like we think but we the, need to the do crazy thing is, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. No. The crazy thing is like, that sounds crazy. But then while you're talking, I'm like, that doesn't sound crazy. Cause I think all those things, yeah. like, I feel like I have to do all those things. But I want you and every mama out there to assess what is actually happening when we're, something's, I always say this, something is discipling you. You are being mm-hmm. discipled. If there's no, there's no neutrality about it. Something is educating you, discipling you, training and tuning your heart, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a time when that might've been a mentor, somebody you had lunch with once a week, that might've been your mom or somebody you trusted. But right now that mentor and that discipler is sometimes our phones. And mm-hmm. so I would ask you and every other mama out there that feels the same kind of pressures that we're talking about to assess what is happening when you open social media. What what are you mm-hmm. allowing to disciple you? Are yeah. you skipping through 20 different quick five-second informational moments that tell you mm-hmm. that it's achievable to combine everybody's lives and to make one amazing life out of doing what everybody's doing in different seasons of life. Because it's really easy to look at somebody who's a public speaker and go, why don't I speak like that? Somebody who's a writer, why don't I write like that? Why are my children not perfectly obedient? They're still two and throwing tantrums. Yes, they're two and throwing tantrums, right? Um, And so it's really easy to look at, let's say, Ruth Simons' Mm -hmm. kids and go, well, they look like they're perfectly well-behaved. And I go, well, if you were following me seven years ago, you would know that motherhood is sanctifying as a hashtag started because it was very sanctifying when they weren't behaving, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the reality is we're being informed and taught by Mm -hmm. the narrative we're forming based on little moments of somebody's one second truth, not the entire story. And so I think that's why it's really important to be informed by the word, by our prayer life, by trusted people who are speaking into our lives and we're accountable to in real life, like in our communities and not being 
taught and trained simply by the internet, because Mm -hmm. that's not going to lead you down a path that is real or true. Mm -hmm. And you'll be discipled into an idea of motherhood or womanhood that simply isn't God honoring. Is is it true? And so, um, so that's one thing. And, and I guess, you know, my burden for all the young moms out there, and I always kind of mention my age, not because I think I'm so wise or so much older, but just because in the last 15, 20 years, it's changed a lot. There was a season, I mean, I was on social media when I was a young mom and I thought my ship was passing me by. I was like, oh my goodness. I remember when so-and-so, you know, was making money on her blog and I don't even know when to write. And, and, you know, you just start wondering like, am I meant for something bigger than changing diapers, but will I ever get there? And I guess what I would say to any young or older woman who's listening today, wondering, am I made for something bigger than what I'm doing right now? And am I wasting my life? I would say, here's the the honest truth. It's less about what you're doing and more about your heart. Because if God's got Mm -hmm. your heart, he can give you anything around the next bend. You have no idea what he's going to call you to. You have no idea how he's going to use your giftings, whether your gifting is making a fantastic casserole or you've got a book in you that you're about to write. You have Mm -hmm. no idea what he's going to call you to. But if your heart is not his, then you will be forever chasing something you can't be satisfied in, which is your own personal achievement. And so get that heart thing right when nobody's looking, when Mm -hmm. you're not where you want to be yet. Ask Mm -hmm. the Lord to satisfy you right there first. Mm. Oh man, Ruth, that is so good. And amen to where is our heart and where are we finding our satisfaction and having our heart be His. I just, everything you said was so good. Um, and I'm also so excited that you have a book coming out. Thanks. Mr. Irene, yeah. um, I can't wait to read it. So um, let's see. What, I know that, let's go here. I know that creating for you, doing watercolor is such your gift and like such mm. a way that you share the gospel and bring beauty. How um, How do you, I don't know how to answer. How do you find satisfaction in it? And then what would you say to women of finding um, hobbies or art forms or whatever it is, playing golf, um, to like bring that fun in and the joy and to um, find, like to commune with the Lord through those things? Yeah. You know, it's, um, gosh, I I wish we had been friends even 10, 15 years ago, because you would have come to my house and seen that I had a giant armoire that looked almost like a Hobby Lobby store stuffed into one (laughs) cabinet, because I really didn't really know what I was supposed to use my creativity for. I just Mm -hmm. kept searching for ways to like, I I knew that something inside of me needed to make stuff. Like I was like sewing and painting and and crafting and I had little children at home. So it was like a late night thing. And, um, and, you know, honestly, in, in a previous season, I would say 15, 20 years ago, I felt like everything I was trying to do creatively or through a hobby was desperately trying to find some kind of satisfaction that would cause me to feel like I had a place in this world. Mm. And I think what makes right now this season where I have the freedom to paint and I have a freedom to use my creative gifts in a new way is because i kind of got to the point where I realized it wasn't about me. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I want to say this out loud for anyone who's listening, because I think sometimes we go around and around trying to figure out what we're good at or what we should do with Mm -hmm. our gifts. And I kind of got to the point where I realized, you know, I didn't really 
ask to be good at painting. Like this was kind of just a natural gift. But at the end of the day, if it's about God, and if it's about me being on this earth to point some point people to something bigger than Ruth Simons, mm-hmm. then there's a freedom in it. And mm-hmm. the season can come and go. The gifting can come and go. Something could happen to my right hand and I could lose my ability to paint and my satisfaction won't go away because mm. wouldn't it be horrible if my entire satisfaction was like, I was made to watercolor and then yeah. something happens to my right hand or I lose my sight or mm-hmm. I can't paint or I have to care for an aging parent and I don't have the freedom to paint anymore. Would mm-hmm. my joy be utterly lost? And so that's the question that I am constantly faced with myself is like, is my satisfaction in my gift or is my satisfaction in the giver of the gift? If mm-hmm. my satisfaction is in the Lord, then that gift could come out in any other form. Like just seek the ways yeah. to incorporate the creative reflection of him. And that might mean, mm-hmm. as silly as this is, we all, for those of us who um, can step outside and um, use our legs to take a walk, and even for those who are wheelchair bound, if you can get outside and not use your legs, but use your, your wheelchair to get you around, whatever it is, yeah. if we are able to go outside and see the greatness of God, we have an ability. There's something in you that says, I want to reflect that. No, we can't be a sunset. We can't be a dynamic, amazing flower and bloom. No, we're not going to be that. But yeah, I do talk about beholding and becoming because the Mm -hmm. fact is the more we focus on something greater than us, the more we turn our attention and our hearts and what we reflect towards that greater thing. And so Mm -hmm. I think that actually is what inspires and encourages my artwork is that I stop feeling like it's really about selling that piece or Mm -hmm. making some art or being known for something. I kind of go, this is the tool. This is the silver platter at this moment in my life that leads people to something greater. And maybe at a different time, there'll be something else, you know? Yeah. Mm. I love what you said too about, this is the way I make the Lord known, because I think that can be played out in all different seasons, yes. with all different gifts. And that's the heart of it is we just yes. want to give Jesus away. And so, and I feel like when we think of it that way, then all the pressure's gone. Yes. The time, like the pressure to like do it now or yes. whatever it looks like. It's like we or can be do the that best our, at something, right? Yes, you don't have that, to be yes. the best Instagrammer or the best mm-hmm. artist. I mean, whenever, whenever somebody messages me and says, oh, I'm not, a, I don't paint as well as you. I think don't ever start there because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody is the best at anything. We are ourselves. We're the, we're mm-hmm. uniquely gifted to reflect the, the creativity of God in our own ways. I just was, yeah. I was just painting yesterday and I didn't love everything I painted. It wasn't like everything was like, this is the best I've ever seen. I'm such a professional. I'm so glad I run Grace Laced. I wasn't thinking <laughs> that at all. I have to right. preach to my own heart and say, huh, this is what God made me to do. I did my best and this is what I can offer back. And mm-hmm. Lord, use it, use it however mm-hmm. you choose. And if that means that you're a singer or if you um, play the piano or maybe you don't have a certain creative skill in that way and maybe you're really good at having people over and leading in a conversation and pouring up a cup of tea mm-hmm. and being hospitable, that might be your gift. And so yeah. use it however you can with the home that you have, whatever you mm-hmm. have currently. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Okay, so hey, before we end our time, I would love to just touch on the top topic of, and you write about this in Becoming and Beholding, but how um, we are becoming, we are in process. And I yeah. feel like um, I'm reading Paul Tripp's book on parenting, mm-hmm. and um, even the chapter that he had about our kids are in process, it felt yeah. like 
oh, Lord, you're right. Like, it's not like one and done. Like, we ta- I taught that. Oh, good. They learned that. We're done. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. we're always, and we, I'm always in process. Like, we are mm-hmm. always being formed. And um, I feel like there's grace there because yeah. then it's not like this pressure to be mature right away. But it's like the Lord's mm-hmm. just constantly growing us and our kids. And, um, and so I would love to hear you just talk about how like the beauty and the truth of that we are becoming and then how do we become women who really love Jesus and are satisfied in him and anchored mm-hmm. in him like cuz i think most listeners that are listening today we want to be women who are well watered who love mm-hmm. Jesus who are anchored who bring joy and hope to our homes so mm-hmm. how do we how do we do that as we become what he wants us to become yeah well i think about this idea of becoming none of us if we're honest we want to become those things we read about in the fruit of the spirit right love Mm -hmm. joy peace patience kindness goodness those are all the things that we're like i'd really like to become that because if it's really just about becoming um a good salesperson then go take a course on how to be a good salesperson right or Mm -hmm. if it's just about becoming a good chef you can go take a class on being a good cook but there are things that we long to become that are not things that you can just fix in a day. And we right. see that in our own children. And so becoming really is another way of saying to be sanctified. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is just a fancy word of saying in Christ, when the blood of Christ is applied to our sinful, natural lives, he transforms what comes naturally and replaces that mm-hmm. with Um, Christ's perfect life and his redemptive um, work on the cross. And when we are under that, then the entire process from that moment on is restoring us back to our original purpose in glorifying him. So no, I'm not perfectly capable of exemplifying the fruit of the spirit and exemplifying a Christ's word life or reflecting him even. But day by day, he promises to do that work right? Mm-hmm. Philippians 1 says, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. He will do it. He will mm-hmm. absolutely do it. And so I think it's a double, I think it's one, as women, we need to believe that he is the one, like we need to trust his word when he says that he will do it. But mm-hmm. secondly, I think we need to stop thinking of becoming as milestones that make us feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am now arrived here. I'm arrived here. Rather, he is perfection in this side of the cross. I mean, this, this side of heaven, we're not mm-hmm. going to be able to achieve all those things, not in our own strength. And that is a work, that is a process of sanctification that brings him glory, not ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I think when we, when we start there, we go, okay, speaking of Paul David Tripp, he you know, once said, you wouldn't ever think of stapling an orange to an apple tree. That won't make that tree any more an orange tree by just tying an orange to an apple tree. The Mm -hmm. reality is it has to be rooted in what is actually going to grow that fruit. And Mm -hmm. so there's a reason why those, um, those passages that refer to that fruit ultimately show that we need to be walking in the spirit. We need to be filled with the word of God. And so it's not a formula, right? You and I will say forever, like, Please, nobody listening ever think that this is about, if you just take five minutes in the word every day, you'll see the fruit. Like this is not some miracle grow pan. (laughs) This is about trusting 
that God is the one who will water and grow and he mm. will develop us. He promises to do that work. Um, when we are called a new creation, that new creation, that transformation mm-hmm. actually is his work. And our job is to surrender to it and to day by day say, I choose you and not my previous way of changing myself. Mm. That's why self-help doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. if we are simply saying, I'm going to go to my methods to make myself better that's not pressing into the fact that God has to do the work as we surrender mm. our ability to change ourselves. Yeah. Oh, so good, Ruth. And it's funny because um, I think our natural inclination is to want to do the five steps. Like that yes. feels, it so feels easier. easier. Mm-hmm. Totally. But then on the other hand, I I think it's like the Lord, I don't know if easier is the right word, but like, it's really a matter of surrender. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. once we surrender, it's like his yoke is easy, his burden is light, yeah. and he's doing the work in us. And so believing that like is trust. And trust is yeah. like work in a sense because we have to lay it down. But he does the work, and that's so encouraging as we continue to surrender yes. to him. Oh, thank you so much, Ruth. This has been so good, so rich. And I just feel I so encouraged you, by all that you have to share. Um so, hey, are there any? Is there anything else coming out before your book in October that we need to be aware of? Well, you know, currently the most recent is just that truth filled my Bible study on the book mm-hmm. of Colossians about preaching truth to yourself is now available for teen girls. So, oh, if there awesome. are any young women listening who um, would like to do that with their teen youth group or anything like that, um, that's a, out. Mm-hmm. But when striving cease is actually my first hardback jacketed trade book, um, because it's not primarily watercolor based. And that is really my personal story of, um, of literally finding that grace is the agent of change in a Mm -hmm. culture that was very rooted in performance and achievement. And that's all of us. All of us feel the Mm -hmm. pressure to strive like we've been talking about today. And, um, God's grace literally is the only agent of change that replaces all that self-improvement that we look to all the time. So that comes out October 12th. Okay. Awesome. Is it on pre-order yet? It is. It is. It is. Okay. Yes. So listeners, you can pre-order it now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Oh, thanks so much for being on today, Ruth. Thanks so much for having me. Hey guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. This episode was so good. Each one of these series is just gold. I love what everyone brings to the table, what they share. I was so encouraged by them and I hope you are too. Satisfied is out. I cannot believe it. It is so fun seeing you guys post about it and talk about it. If you guys have a copy, take pictures, tag me in it. Tell me what you love about it. It is just such a joy to have it finally out in the wild for you guys to read. If you haven't ordered the book yet, make sure you go anywhere books are sold, satisfiedbook.com. If you make any of the recipes, tag me, make a pie. I want to see what you're making. Thank you for coming along this journey with me.